okay? You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. You doubted me, nothing to talk about. All right, as far as I can tell, I think we're live, dude. We're on? Yeah, we are on. All right. I'm assuming it's uh, hopefully like someone's watching Jamie Lee or someone. Do I have comments up? Yeah, what comments up? Because then someone could comment and see, say, hey, no, you're not up. But it says broadcast and it's got all the little boxes up there at the top. The most important one is that PR is all day, one up top. So we're good. Um, hey, everybody. Um, good morning, Jackson. Good morning. Um, Jackson is is um essentially our ah there he is okay yeah so jamie lee says he's there jamie lee is uh under the weather for about the 10th time this year we're lucky when he's not (laughs) if he's not under the weather it's a very rare occasion yeah he has two children and they are of that um age where they get exposed to other kids and then they bring it home and then uh, this time, though, I guess to blame is Christy Lee, apparently. Christy Lee was sick this weekend. It's never Jamie's fault, though. As long as I'm not getting blamed on here, it's, <laughs> I'm happy with that. But so he asked me, we, and I feel kind of bad because when I was sick, I said, no, let's delay, let's delay the podcast. I was so vain. <laughs> that I could that I had that I had to push it away for a week. And this time, though, I said, no, let's do this because when Jackson was here and Jackson's available, he was coaching all this morning, uh, uh, privates with his clients. And the topic I wanted to talk about was the quarterfinals. Now our, we had planned to have, this is actually, and I, I don't mean to tell you uh, poor Jackson that he's like the third choice, but you're the third choice. I'll take you're, it. You're actually the second choice. Cause Yvonne was going to come on and I would, and I thought it'd be cool to talk to Yvonne with Jamie here and talk about preparing for the masters, uh, qualifier, the quarterfinals, the age group quarterfinals are coming up. She couldn't do it. And then Jamie and so Jamie and I, I were going to talk about what happened with the quarterfinals, but you're here, which is even better because for those of you that don't know, Jackson and Miller's are arguably our top male athlete at Diablo did not do the quarterfinals, but um, he did a couple of the workouts. I did. Yeah. I tested work. just workout one. I tested. Okay. Workout one. Yeah. Um, which is a cool one. Uh, we can talk about that one. That one's an important one. It was an important we could, And I want to talk about that. I want in, in lieu of the, the movements that are in it, but I want to talk about that one in particular because that one seemed to be very decisive for not only our athletes, but also like overall athletes as well. Yeah, I was noticing a lot of scores, big numbers, and that one kind of out of place numbers, which was surprising because I was expecting to see it with like the crossovers. Right. You see big athletes yeah. thinking the crossovers is going to trip somebody up, but it seemed more that the wall facing handstand push ups, I guess the wall facing handstand push ups ended up being a more challenging movement. Yeah, I think so. We saw it with the top women for sure. Um, but so, so I wanted to review, kind of take people through the quarterfinals. That all the, Jackson also, in addition to to um, competing, which he will be doing in two weeks or a week and a half with the team comp team team T E A M competition. Um, he also um, helps run our RX Plus program and was managing, coordinating, and bringing athletes through those workouts this weekend. So he was. Um, here all weekend 
um, helping people get through them effectively in the best way possible. Were there, let me, so, and I'll, and I'll pull up the results in a moment. Then we got, cause I kind of want to talk about the performance overall, but were there any workouts that were redoable? Um, I believe the only one that people were looking at redoing was number three and number three, that was the burpee box jump over oh, with the, with the clean and jerk with the clean and jerk. And, um, I think what a lot of people noticed was this year, there was no building into the heavyweights. Um, Bosman kind of made the set the standard for what he expects a quarterfinals athlete to be able to, to move. So a lot of them were looking at that first barbell, both on, that workout and workout one with the 225 front squats that started it, um, 155, 225, that that was going to be a really high percentage for them. So those right. athletes decided to do it when they were completely fresh um, rather than having it be the third test and, and doing it under fatigue. So you could do that one first and then still have the time to get it a second attempt at it. But most of the other workouts were, were one and done for all of our athletes. Yeah, the men's weight on the clean and jerks was 275, and the women's weight 185. Of um, Were all of our women that were doing the quarterfinals able to hit that weight? Not all of them. Most of them were, though. Were. Yeah, I think all but maybe one of our athletes. Where do you think, just to, to give people some perspective on the 275 and the 185, um, it, it, let's let's say a thousand. Um, just to put a number on it, well, let's say fifteen hundred, or th- let's say a thousand athletes, a thousand men did it, and a thousand women in the um, in our what is it, North America region, North America West region, mm-hmm. or America West region? I'm sure, I'm sure, how they North America West, North America West. Yeah, let's say there's a thousand men and a thousand women of, that are doing the quarterfinals. Of those thousand each, how many are able to, what percentage are able to actually hit, in your opinion, the clean and jerk, one clean and jerk at 275 and one clean and jerk at 185? You know, I couldn't even give you an accurate number on that. We were surprised. I will say some of our girls who got a little bit deeper into that workout, we were surprised that their scores didn't place better. I think more people can hit that weight, especially on the women's side. Um, than anticipated. I think 275 for the men, people realize that that's a pretty attainable weight for guys to be able to hit. Right. Um, but 185 still, I think our perception of what women, how strong the field of women is now, where 185 is a bar that a pretty large percentage, maybe I would guess 50% can comfortably hit. Um, where we had girls in the round of four who thought that was going to be a pretty elite level score and ended up still being a good score, but not certainly not the the score that they had thought it was going to be. Right. So I think what we're seeing is that these weights that we're seeing the girls move is just going to needs to climb up and up. Wow. And up. Um, certainly if we're testing at the level of, of what we expect a semifinals athlete to be able to compete. in. So strength still is as a prerequisite for CrossFit co- competing in CrossFit strength is needs to be a major priority for these athletes. Absolutely. And what I I actually really enjoyed about Bosman's approach to strength in the quarterfinals is I'm kind of of the, uh, it might be a hot take here that I don't think one rep maxes 
have a place in online qualifi- qualifiers. Um, I think most of our strength tests should be tested in a CrossFit style workout. And when Bosman puts a 185 bar and a 275 bar into this workout, he's kind of setting the standard for what the expectation is if you want to be at that level. So if you want to be a quarterfinals athlete and you want to compete and challenge yourself to go into maybe the next stage, you know now that a 275 barbell for a clean and jerk and a 185 pound barbell for girls, that that is the standard set, which going into the next year gives all of our athletes like a really great attainable, tangible thing to train for that. If that barbell shows up, they're ready right. to move it. This workout in and of itself will pop, will be one that'll be redone and redone and redone. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's kind of a barometer. And then you, well, what's cool about it is you can always, then you can compare yourself to how athletes did in the quarterfinals. You can see where you, where you stand. But I, 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 I agree with you with respect to the one rep max test. Yeah. Um, for the reason being there's, you know, there's things that happen with a one rep max, one rep max test, just, uh, um, body positioning, um, uh, not feeling it that day, like in athletes not making good judgment calls with respect to loading to that one rep max and not being, uh, starting too heavy, for example, or starting to, you know, or starting too light and ending up with too many reps, all of the different things that the components go into one rep. Yes. Well, and I, being I, able to cycle a heavier weight, like at the 85% range is a great test. of fitness. is a great test of fitness and yeah. a good indicator of overall strength or overall strength capacity. Yeah. Well, I mm-hmm. think in an online qualifier there, the margin for error is so large that it doesn't exist in a in-person competition. So Eric Roberts, right. one of our athletes made a good, a good point. point. To me. Yes. That's yeah. He was like, Hey, I love lifting heavy, but if there's a one rep max thruster, why isn't there a, a 5k run? Right. There's, if we're going to test single uh, modality, then we need to test multiple single modalities because strength gets way over favored in a one rep max. Whereas when you look at a leaderboard, no matter what the test is, we should see the fittest people on top. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily always happen in single modality tests. Uh, that's that is I it, and yeah, right. And the only way they could do it really would be you know, a row. Right? Yeah, you could do a two K row or, or an assault ache, you know, but if, in but again for online testing, they, they aren't gonna do that. Well, how different would that second open workout be if the burpee the shuttle runs and burpee pull up was combined if the heavy thruster was in between the rounds oh so if you did it that way the leaderboard would probably look exactly like our quarterfinals leaderboard does the fittest athletes are at the top but if you look at it as the way it sits we've got a lot of different names and it's cool that it kind of lets people show off their skills but if the test is a true test of fitness i feel like in an online qualifier, sometimes those single modality tests don't necessarily show what it is we're trying to 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 kind of represent. Represent. Okay. Here's how. Um, I'll pull up the shared screen and see if I can do this right. Jamie normally does this part of the program. I'm going to see if I I can get. Oh, I did it. Okay, cool. Um. So here's how our athletes did and. And apologies to any athlete that I might have gotten this wrong, um, but I think I got it all right. I went through it and I double checked it. Um, but these are our athletes, uh, and in the overall, my overall take on it was I was really it was really cool because I, as I 
I, I didn't expect this large of improvement. So what you see is their first placement number. So say, for example, Amanda, she was in the open in our region. She was 2,116th. And then in the quarterfinals, she ended up 795th overall. Um, and then, but if you look at all of our av- athletes as an average, it's it's like 58 to it's basically 60 percent improvement in in placement. Now, some of that they get a benefit of. There's you know probably 30 percent of the athletes that qualify don't actually do the quarterfinals, so they get some benefit there. Um, not necessarily a lot, that um, but they get some benefit from those athletes not doing it. Uh, but it is impressive to see this amount of gain. And I, what I wanted to talk to you about, I was going to ask Jamie Lee, I'll ask you, you probably know even better than Jamie Lee, is to why, um, uh, what do you think contributed to the gains that our athletes had in terms of placement um, over their open score in the quarterfinals? Well, one big shout out to Jamie Lee on this one, because part of the reason why, is because we don't stray away from any high skill, heavy barbell, anything like that. We, right. the, I would think you could ask almost everybody on the list, maybe not everyone, whether they thought they would do better in a quarterfinal setting or a open setting. And most of them are excited for the quarterfinals because it gets to test the things that we really train year round. We don't stray away from any of the things that are going to show up. And even something like crossovers, we pay attention to what's going on at the top level. Jamie's always and if it's at the games it's going to trickle down right yeah. so we've been doing crossovers for six months now yeah no that wasn't even i i didn't even see why that was controversial because i felt like everyone should have known that that was coming right but all of these athletes ghd volume heavy barbells crossovers whatever it is all of these athletes are doing that stuff on a pretty regular basis and even our regular class programming heavily favors things like ring muscle-ups and bar muscle-ups and uh, heavy dumbbell snatches and things like that. Those are all things that our regular classes incorporate. So it, it, to me, it was pretty obvious that going into the quarterfinals, pretty much all, and as I'm seeing now, all of our athletes improved one over the other. And Jamie said, don't, uh, by the way, said, don't forget the, the chest to wall handstand pushups. That's right. We did. We've been doing wall phasing handstand pushups for since they showed up at the games. We yes, started doing the games. That. Yeah. And that those that were actually interesting. I want to talk about that movement a little bit, but um, names that jumped out: Cynthia, Cynthia uh, Pamet was up seventy six percent over her open performance, and uh, she ended up two hundred eighteenth in the in our region. And I, you know, we as we watch these athletes, and the other one, Sean Scott, eighty percent improvement, seven hundred fifty seven to one hundred fifty three. Um, pretty damn impressive. Uh, quarterfinal performance from Sean Scott. But but as we look at these athletes and I watch these athletes go and our members watch these athletes go, these guys are freaking good. I mean, they're good. Oh, yeah. When you guys are going, we look at it and just go, holy crap. Like it, It's very humbling for the rest of us to watch you guys go and do this. And it's, for me, it's inspiring because I like to see what the, what the, um, what human capacity is, right? I like to I like to see the boundaries of human performance tested, and and sh- to, to to demonstrate what what humans can do. We we get them in a mindset. Well, no one could do it that fast, and then someone does it that fast. You're like, oh crap! Oh yeah. And, 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 and here's what's here's what's amazing. 
we, within this group, and they all did well, and they've all made massive gains over the in the last few years, especially. We, no one here qualified as individuals for our regional as individuals, which gives a, which speaks to just how unbelievably um, high the performance levels are at at the at those that are qualifying for semifinals and then those that are qualifying for the games like it's it's, it's mind-blowing to me yeah i i think that's <clears throat> the beauty of walking into a crossfit gym is there's a distinct when you when you walk in here everyone in here nobody comes into the gym to to maintain their level of fitness everybody comes in here to strive to the highest capabilities that right. they they can possibly get to and all of the members all of these athletes here have pretty much started as class fitters here yeah, and have built up in, in the last two years, especially, I mean, Cynthia and Kendra and Cole and Sam, all these people have just grown immensely. And I think that's why it's cool to see, but then you realize that there's just limitless growth that can be achieved. Okay, and, and, and when you look at the top end, it's like those, those athletes are still pushing to just do more and more and more. And it's going to keep getting fitter and fitter and fitter. Martin, Martin, Niera, um, who is, um, from Belgium, he lives here and did the, and trains with us told me that last year he was in the 48th percentile in Europe. Yeah. I was going to ask you if that was the largest year over year growth. <laughs> he would. And so I want you to understand this, right? So in the open, he ended up this year at 5,270, which placed him in the 91st percentile, I think it was. Maybe. Yeah, he was he was 91 or 92. Yeah, he, 91 he, or 92. And, he, and the year before, he was 48th percentile. <laughs> and he and he said to me, he goes, hey, look at this, like changing environments from where he was to where he is today and being in and around these athletes and 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 kind of looking and saying – and and." And to her credit, Laura Erlang told me this too when she first came here. She, she, you know, people. She did. She was doing like a friend like workout, and then she dropped. You know, she got off the pull up bar and she went to go do her thrusters, and she stood at her bar, and the girls were already doing thrusters, and she's like, "Oh, I guess I'm supposed to pick up the bar now." Yeah. Oh yeah. The environment plays such the a environment such right? a massive. I mean, at Diablo, it's it's about as good as it gets right here. And I think you talk to Sean Scott or Emily Scott, who were high high level athletes yes. before coming here. They've come here and had nothing but praise to say about the environment that we have here. And that those when you get words like that from people who have have trained in other locations, it, it means a lot as far as what we've created here. It's the same thing in the Masters RX Plus class. Uh, Carrie Hummel and uh, Angela. Um, Angela, her name, her last name has escaped me. But anyway, but Carrie and Angela said to me um, this weekend that because she's she's gotten so much better she's doing handstand push-ups and you know um in workouts now she's doing she was doing crossovers she's just knocking out crossovers. she's gotten her wall walks i know she'll appreciate she's got her that wall walks, right she's been fighting right. for those wall walks, wall walks too and yeah. it, you know it's, well I'll, t I'll tell another story that's related to that i wanted to get into that a little bit but they said the same thing that being around people that are better than them kind of you know changed their mindset and made them work harder and i think that goes at every level here Right from 100%, yeah. this morning, watching uh, Jonathan in my 6 a.m. class, Brandon, you actually put him through his a startup. Yeah. And yeah. he was doing, he started out with a barbell on overhead squats. And I watched him, I caught him, and I immediately went to him because, I'm like, okay, he looks unstable. I need to go talk to him. So we got him stabilized. And I, and I see him keep looking at other people. And I, you know, and I, we worked on that 
positioning and, and getting locked in and then, you know, starting with the hips. And he was getting a little better, a little better, better. I said, look, just – he goes, should I put weight on? I said, no, just stick with the weight that you got. And then he did a set of eight with an empty barbell. And it was so comfortable by then. And he kept looking. I go, okay, put some put some fives on and then put some tens on. And he did. And he, but, but the whole time it was him watching and going, okay, that guy's doing it. You know, and then he would watch how they do it, and then he would duplicate it, and he was literally getting better just being in and around these folks. Yeah, he's a good dude, and and all the members who go in these startups and go into class, they get to just learn off of the environment that they're in. Luckily, yeah. we were at a gym where we have a lot of members who have been here a long time and have really developed a lot of skills. So the the bar for entry, just when you walk in, you can walk, look around, and you can learn so much just by watching these yeah. people. Watching every single and letting and and again leaving your ego at the door and allowing yourself to suck and not worrying about it because you're going to be that person. So, um, Jonathan, you know, six months from now, a year from now, he'll be the guy that someone else will walk in and go, "Damn, he's so good." Well, he, he and he will be because he moves really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone's going to look at him and go, oh, "Shit, I'm not going to be as good as that guy." And I, and he's going to be the the guy that's pulling other people along, but. Uh, related to that story angela did comment to me that about her wall walks and she said that at the she was scared to death literally said she was you know almost crying about her wall walks Mm -hmm. and cynthia and kendra um encouraged her gave her some pointers encouraged her and got her to to get through her wall walks and she was ecstatic she got through the whole first round of wall walks, got through. Yeah. And yeah, had a great workout. Yeah, had a great workout. And I think that's something that other affiliates can can take away or should take away from this conversation is that as you develop competitors that want to compete, don't shy away from letting uh, from competing because you're worried about a competition environment. All you need to do is make sure that your competition members are still doing classes, still contributing to the community. I think that's super important. And we've had no shortage of amazing stories um, from our competition community helping people out, um, and um, and and our at our members love to judge the competition community. It's like a thrill for them. It's like they've you know, they, and it's an it's an honor for them um, to to judge you guys during quarterfinals, for example, coming and doing that. That was cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and having people come cheer and change weights and judge and be a part of that. Yeah. Like it, it is Diablo first among like uh, overall else it is, we are, we're a big team and it's a team effort to get those athletes through. Um, and that's, that's really cool. to be. I love of. seeing the weight changing by the way. Cause it's, it's almost like being in the, the pits at a NASCAR oh, yeah. race. Like, you know, you got to get out there, you know, you got to put the right weights on, you got to stay out of the way of the athlete, but you're part of the action. You're helping out. It's a team effort that w- yeah. it really brings everybody into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little things like that. Like, uh, um, having them judge, having them help organize, having them, um, keep score, have uh, all, um, doing monitoring the videos and make sure the videos are done right. Anything you can do to get your community involved in the process is, uh, is helpful. Um, the, the one thing I want to talk, cause I know you, you, you don't have much time with me here. Um, and then you guys are going to be left alone with me for a few minutes. I'll talk about the other stuff, but I wanted to talk to you about, so, um, real quick V ups, crossovers, and wall facing handstand push-ups. When I when I first saw these, I was like, oh, and I kind of made fun. Of them. I actually made a, um, I, I published something in my stories about it. It was kind of funny. Um, I thought this is silly, you know, V ups and 
crossovers. Well, facing handstand push-ups, I get it, because I saw those at the games. Those were unbelievable, and they were unbelievably yeah. difficult for people. But what are your thoughts on the V-Eps and the crossovers um, in the quarterfinals? You know, I like crossovers. I'm, uh, I actually think they have a place. I think it's funny that we've decided that the rope passing twice underneath your feet is the standard of fitness, and the rope crossing over is a party trick or a schoolyard <laughs> thing. Like, why, why is that that? that the double under is the gold standard of jumping a rope. Um, but we can't mix it up. I mean, the, the jump rope has essentially been used for fitness modalities for a, a long time. Um, and we should have those skills. Those should be things that we express. The V-ups, I feel like, is a scale down from other skills that we do. And I don't know if the quarterfinals, in my opinion, was the place to test that. I think throwing that into the open or, you know, main site or anything like that, like those are good times for that. But I don't, I don't know if there's any athletes – who were got to the V ups and were like, this is the stop for me. I need to, I need to go and spend the year working on V ups. Right. You know, like that was my only thing with the V ups was I felt like it was a scale down to some of the more challenging movements that we do, especially with the GHD sit up. The, the V up is a pretty, uh, scaled down it, move versus the, versus the, the yeah. GHD sit up. Okay. So, um, that was my only gripe with the, the V up, but I don't think it's a bad movement. Yeah. I, I like a V up. I think the crossover is okay. great. Okay. Um, yeah. So I thought about it from this perspective. Well, one, I started looking at videos of crossovers because I wanted to figure out how to do them because the age masters uh, testing is coming up and I figure it might, it's probably going to be in there. It's going to be there. It will. But I watch people that are really good at it, boxers. And I talked to someone here like uh, um, uh, Coach Austin, who is really good at, at crossovers. He's a mm -hmm. martial arts guy. did a lot of martial arts. And then I watched those videos. I'm like, oh, these guys are badass. Yeah, they're hard. <laughs> yeah, they're hard. Yeah. And, 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 and you can get to where they're, they're re and you can do them really, really fast. And, and then I thought about it, and, and Jamie Lee pointed this out. Look, you know, they take coordination and agility, and those are part of the 10 components of fitness, which I, which I just pulled up on my screen. These are the 10 components of fitness according to CrossFit. And, and I have to agree, coordination and agility and in balance and accuracy those are all skills that are that are part of it and those are the ones they don't really only get better with practice um and 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 the other one the v-ups too require some balance um they require stamina definitely abdominal stamina but like you said like that you know it's a scaled down version of what you're already doing the gh the ghd I did have a number of athletes tell me that messaged me or said that they were, it was one of the hardest things. Um, oh, Jamie Lee said V up should have been straight leg. Oh, the standard on the V up got a little wonky oh. there. <laughs> I love it. Jamie Lee could put the Jamie Lee knows how to put his own comments up. He's in, but his device isn't connected. Yeah. He can, uh, yeah. He'll just talk to us. Jamie, Jamie Lee's got a little FOMO. He's at home sick, but he's right at, I, I man, I'll tell you what, you the straight leg V ups, I, I struggle. Like I, my knees have to be bent almost every one. Oh yeah, well, what we didn't test was flexibility, right? Yeah, that was out of our, you know, our components of fitness here. We wanted to test a couple of them, but we just thought flexibility wasn't a fair one to test. Uh, right. Yeah, I think definitely the straight leg strict V up is a much more challenging movement. Um, but we would have had judging issues with that. You, we would have seen the videos. Like if, if, if we said straight leg, I, I think that was one that like Adrian and then the team probably said, okay, yeah, let's make a straight leg. And then someone said, okay, do you want to, 
you know, Andrew Hiller is going to send us all these, all these videos of these athletes, yeah. Noah Olson with a slight knee bend or, you know, yeah, or the athlete who doesn't qualify for the semifinals because their femurs are too long. And then you're going to have all of the people talking <laughs> oh, about how oh, yeah, it's not it's, a fair movement. It's not a fair movement. That's right. Some people are taller than high hit. That's right. Long yeah. femurs. Yeah. You'll get hashtag spare long femurs or something. <laughs> so. Oh, I think that sure. was probably why they didn't go with that. Yeah, that's probably um, true. But it's still a great movement. Yeah. My my whole thought was nobody who's been training is going to get caught up on that. Yeah. And no one's going to be like, that was the hole in my training VFs. Yeah. Which which workout of all of the of the five workouts do you think was like the most impactful in terms of scoring? So workout one was the uh, front squats and muscle ups, and then went into the the chest to uh, chest to wall push uh, handstand pushups uh, workout two included the crossovers and was the dumbbell snatches three was the clean and jerk the heavy clean and jerk with uh, high box jumps four was the endurance one that was a uh, you know thousand meter twenty minute amrap with rowing ghg sit ups rowing and then v ups and then the last one. The final test, which was cool. This one was I actually really enjoyed, enjoyed watching with 21, 15, 9 of deadlifts and then chest bar pull-ups. And then that swapped out for bar muscle-ups and then finally swapped out with rope climbs. Which one of these do you think was like the most, provided the most separation on the leaderboard in terms of not just our community, but the, the community at large? Yeah, I think if you're looking at the worldwide leaderboard, yeah. you know, the top 1%, the, the best of the best. I don't know if any of these tests were really stand out to me as something that was going to separate the field out. I thought it was a pretty well written set of tests here for the okay, best good. of the best. That's good. Um, I certainly think as you move away from the the very, very top um, workout one testing, if you weren't really on your handstand walks, it started with 200 and oh. 25 feet of handstand. Oh, walks. that's right. Cause uh, it was that, that, yeah, that's what uh, Edmond had said too. There was a hell of a lot of, uh, and they were 25 walks. foot unbroken segments. So you couldn't yeah. do, you couldn't kick up and go five feet, kick up and go five feet. So certainly that was a big part of that one. And then paired with the wall facing handstand pushups and the ring muscle ups, there was a lot of space for there to be holes in your training going into this. Right. Um, like I said, here we happen to train those things all the time, but I definitely know the CrossFit community. Not everyone is focusing on those things. Um, the GHD volume has less than it has been in previous years, but if you don't train GHDs, that's a, that's always a nasty, uh, set of volume to take on during the quarterfinals. Um, and I know we had some people coming to test it here at Diablo who are not Diablo members and they walk, I saw them pull up and I was chatting with them before their workout. And I was like, you may want to do that GHD one after the last workout, because if you don't do that kind of GHD volume, that'll also kill you. Oh yeah. Um, trying to do, we had a couple of people do that. Yeah, so they did yeah. the rope climbs and then went over to the GHD, which is a pretty good way to spare at least one of your scores there. Well, it just a related story to that. Sam Mendez did the GHD workout first and then did the rope climb or the bar muscle up, rope climb on in his bar muscle ups. He got two in and was like, I, he had to call it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. waited, waited, the came in the next day and was able to, to kill it. Yeah, you do 100 GHDs and you're not ready for that. It yeah. really, it'll mess you up. <laughs> he doesn't, Sam's got, he has very good bar muscle ups. Oh, yeah. He no. was missing bar muscle ups. Well, that was Sean Rifle, another yeah. athlete who's got amazing bar muscle ups. And he walks over to me and says, I just failed my first warm up bar muscle up. I haven't <laughs> failed a muscle up this year. And I'm like, 
Well, hopefully that three, two, one go juices kick in, <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. you're uh, you're ready to get one. He did one. say he did say uh, chicken wing health. He had a chicken wing him to get to get them. Oh yeah, yeah. So I thought workout four was probably one of those ones that, yeah. that caught people up. Um, and then if you didn't have crossovers and you weren't prepping for that, right. But across the board, every workout kind of seemed to have its own new flavor, which is, which is cool. I like that, that Bosman's not, it's not one test. That's this kind of funky, weird thing that you're doing. They're all kind of different and have his own flair on them, which, right. which is cool. Well, that's cool. Now the, let me just ask you, so you got that your, your team is getting together and going. So you we're going to try and qualify a team for the semifinals. And, and I'm super hopeful that we do deliver a team to semifinals. It looks like we have certainly the talent capacity to do it. It's going to be difficult as we've seen in the individual competition that how good this freaking region is. Yeah. It's getting um, better and better. So the team competition coming up, do you expect the workouts to be variations of this like they did last year? So last year they were a little bit different. Um, the year before, they oh, were, was it, that was yeah, like two years two ago. Two years ago, 2021, they were carbon copies. Yeah. I did both the individuals and the team that year. which was, <laughs> And that was back-to-back. That was week. back-to-back oh, weeks. God. And that was, that was a rough go. I think they learned their lesson from that. Yeah. And they, uh, they decided to kind of mix it up a little bit more than that. Right. Um, but I think they're going to test a lot of the same things. I don't think you could write a test that didn't test similar things to this because I feel like we we really hit the full range. Um, we tested high skill gymnastics and heavy barbell and right. cardio and capacity. I, the, I, as an affiliate owner, I like it because if if they stay very similar, just because I know what the layout's going to be. Oh, that'd right. be too easy though. Well, I know, but I mean, yeah. but I mean, but, but staying in this range or close to this is helpful as an affiliate owner. You want to kind of. Okay, I can set it up. You know, having a lot of variation is, um, you know, makes it a little bit more challenging. Um, can you tell us who's on your team yet? Yeah, so we made the final announcement yesterday. Um, Beth Stankovic, uh, Emily Scott, Christian Boyd, and myself. Okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's our team that we're going with. And if you haven't, um, Beth, you'll see in the mornings amazing athlete she's been with us for three or four years now out of uh she came over from davis and she works in this area but she trains early in the morning yeah early 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 in the morning um in open gym and then she's here on saturdays and she was at friday night lights judging and um and then emily scott um out of their they moved into the antioch area and then they they commute here and she trains in the evenings you'll see her here and you you, most everyone remembers her from the open her lifts were just outstanding and then christian boy they're newer he and his wife are newer and they're they're also from the i think they're from the brentwood area i believe so or discovery bay yeah discovery bay and then they can then they're and they're training over here and he's a former uh regional athlete yeah, he's got some sanctional experience. Yeah. Emily was a semifinal team athlete. Beth has obviously been to the games and, and done that thing. So there's a lot of experience putting this group together. Cool we, group of people. Yeah, not a ton of experience of us all working, working out together, together um, which is is fun yeah. from the standpoint of, you know, constantly varied, jumping into a test and see what we can do. But um, definitely for for talented athletes. Well, as they, as they if they qualify – um, we'll certainly know about it. We'll put it out there, but then you're going to see them coming together a lot to, to, to learn to move together, synchro stuff, you know, one to one athlete working, one athlete holding something or hanging from something, lots of, uh, worm stuff as well. 
all the fun stuff all the fun stuff yeah. yeah you can only do so much in an online setting as far as synchronization and things like that um but certainly once we if we qualify and are getting ready to go in person um we'll be we'll pull all the stops out and that's going to be down in pasadena that'll be over memorial day weekend so and tickets are already on sale for that we'd hope to get a big crew from diablo down there but you know i, I don't want to get ahead of myself on it um the what was the question i had for you on that on teams okay well we'll let that we'll let that go i wanted a masters is oh let me ask you what the dates on that for your your quarterfinals starts next wednesday yeah wednesday through friday so you go wednesday through friday yeah we'll try to do as many of those tests at times that the community can be a part of they'll love that um so probably in the afternoon i think it's four workouts they've announced over three days Yeah, four four over three um and we will be also be putting another team together um which right now will be Sean Rifle, Cole, Cynthia, and Kendra to go head to head with our team. Oh, that'll be um, fun! Yeah, just to keep the you know competitive energy up. Yeah. Um. So we'll try to do that when other people are around and are able to watch. But it, it comes down to a lot of when the schedules kind of match up with four athletes. And real quick before you go, because I know you got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Masters and teens. Masters are right after that. So so Saturday, Sunday, and Monday is the Masters uh, competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, same thing. They'll probably. My feeling is they'll they'll there'll be variations of these workouts that these guys just did. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Okay. At least all the all the masters athletes that I'm working with, we're we're hitting those same skills. Same quite skills. Quite a bit, right? Different, now. probably probably put packaged differently in terms of the workouts because it's only four tests. Yeah. Versus five. Yep. And one teen athlete that'll be doing that with us as well, and that's uh, Taylor Madge. Ta- yeah, Taylor. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a lot of fun. So that's the following week. So from Wednesday of next week, not this week, Wednesday of next week through Sunday, keep your calendars clear and come on in and, and cheer for these athletes. Uh, anything else you wanted to add while you're on the podcast? No, I just wanted to thank the Diablo community. Uh-huh. I know we've got a lot of people who listen to this who are not part of the Diablo community, but I know our athletes are just massively appreciative of, of what the, the, the community did for them this weekend and we're trying to make sure that the community comes first and foremost in everything that we do. So I really appreciate all that. that. And that shows, that shows in a lot of different ways. One, helping our, our members get through the open, judging for our members through the open, even when you guys are um, trying to get ready for your own workouts to qualify. And then, you know, the, the other stories that, that show up as well. I, you know, and, and again, they, you know, they know the pressure of the of judging. I just one particular story that stood out was Sean Scott doing crossovers. Yeah. And yeah. a certain judge that had been um that had been um almost uh, critical of the counting of of double unders during the open was judging Sean Scott on crossovers and on the crossover, you have to count the crossover plus the return of the rope. So that's two jumps. You count the jumps. So anytime the rope crosses, it counts as a rep. That's right. Not when the arms cross, but if the rope crosses, Yeah. which means the first one doesn't count, but once it crosses one time, it counts. And then when it crosses back, it counts. That's right. So there was a couple of instances where the judge, the Diablo judge, it was only counting the crossover section, which made the athlete have to do twice as many reps. And in this case, the mayor of Diablo, Dean Quimbayo, was the judge for Sean, for Sean Scott. And 
and Sean was there and he was so calm about it. And I think I could tell that he knew and other people were watching or kind of unsure as to if it was right or not. And there was some confusion on the interwebs about it as well. And then Adrian Bosman posted about it and said, Hey, here's how you do it. Um, but after the workout was done, Sean, you know, verified, yes, these were wrong. Yes. He did twice, almost twice as many reps as he should have. Fortunately, he didn't get that deep in the workout, but he waited about 30 minutes and redid the workout and it was no beef. His like, he was like, it, it happens. He didn't, yeah, he didn't say anything. Yeah. I know, he didn't I know even say anything to Dean. Dean yeah. found out about it, of course, and yeah. we'll continue to make fun of Dean for a while now <laughs> for that. But Sean didn't say a word. He just, you know, finished his workout. Thank you so much for judging. Goes to the yeah. back room, redoes a grueling workout yeah. 30 minutes later. Just, you know, just for, you know, I'll just give it a shot, grab another judge and do it again, and then improves his score by multiple rounds yeah um which to me is just a testament of like his character yeah you no know, he doesn't he's not gonna get angry at anyone he's not gonna blame anyone he's just gonna take responsibility for it and do it again. our competition athletes um our best judges and then he and me and others know how tough it can be to judge and how nerve-wracking it can be to judge our rx plus athletes because you don't want to get it wrong but it's easy to with and especially with new movements yeah, with, new with movements. these we have standards that sometimes are moving targets. Yeah. Um, they're not the same year over year. So it happens so frequently. But it was, it was a real, to me, it was a real example of just how awesome our community is and how awesome the athletes are in relationship to the community and, and bringing everybody together for the common cause. Um, and Sean was super good about it. And Dean was, he was good about it too. It was all good. Yeah. Yeah. No, no hurt feelings anywhere. Right. Right on with man. Thank you very much for being a part of it. I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to get a little bit into the strong stuff, uh, just as a wrap up at the, if you need to go for your PT. Yeah. I'm going to go talk with another one of our athletes. Oh, right on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks Jackson. That was awesome. And, uh, and so here's what I will do. Boom. Yeah. The RX plus athletes do rock. Um, so just, uh, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about, we are introducing um, more Olympic lifting. So Coach Kerry, um, who who is, runs our essentially our weightlifting program now, three-day-a-week program, uh, pro, doing the programming with uh, Coach Jamie Lee, um, she cornered me with Coach Amy, um, who was competing, by the way, at the, the um, at a mass at the Masters Nationals um, this this weekend. She was not happy with her performance, but she hit her she hit her clean and jerks. And I think on her snatch, she even though she hit one, I think she got uh, rejected on it. So it wasn't the performance she wanted, but she, you know, she, you know, like she said, if you're not winning, you're learning. But Coach Amy, a very accomplished weightlifter and Masters National Champion, and Coach Carey, world record holder, cornered me. Um last week or two weeks ago to ask for more strong meaning they want five day a week programming and they want a longer strength cycle so ordinarily we our strong programming uh, tests once a month so every four it's basically a four-week cycle uh, with lots of complexes in it what we're going to do is we're going to extend that out eight weeks so have eight week programming with a target, a long-term target of the American Open, which I believe is in the fall. But to get to the American Open, you have to, uh, weightlifters have to do a competition beforehand to essentially qualify for the American Open. So they're going to build the programming around that 
the central qualification competition of uh, some sort. And then the American open eventually in the fall. It is essentially building a true weightlifting program here at Diablo five day a week programming. We will still have classes three days a week, but there'll be five days of programming available. Meaning that athletes that want to do five days a week of strength training can, they'll just have to do two of those days in open gym, which we have plenty of time in our uh, Olympic lifting area for, for that to happen. Uh, the five-day-a-week program will be available starting in April, on April 3rd, that Monday, April 3rd. And the classes are going to be a little bit different. You'll see less complexes. You'll have the snatch and the clean and jerk focus, but uh, um, less complexes. Uh, more of a traditional uh, Olympic lifting style program. The we are going to offer an evening class for members. There's an RX Plus class right now that is at 5:30. We're going to offer a 4:30 class on Tuesday for um, our members, and then on Thursdays we'll do a 5:30 p.m. strong class in addition to our morning classes that'll that'll stay on the schedule. But that 5.30 class is going to go off in the main gym so we can accommodate as many as 20 lifters in the main gym area on Thursday evenings at 5.30. That class we expect to be a lot of fun. And, uh, and then we'll have our Saturday classes. So I'm looking forward to that going. And then the other part of it is, is that Coach Amy is going to be, become the uh, head coach of our Diablo Strong USAW lifting team. She's going to be moving to that team um, uh, beginning this week. She's uh, essentially um, on our Diablo strong team, uh, carries well. And then um, we're going to encourage our athletes to sign up with the USAW. Those that want to participate and eventually do compete and at any level, join our USAW team and build up and um, our Diablo's Olympic lifting presence within the uh, USAW. So that's a kind of a big deal for our gym and certainly for Olympic weightlifting in our gym. And we're looking forward to, we're looking forward to launching that on April 3rd. So any questions, ask coach Corey, coach Amy, or um, coach Gary, because they worry Jamie Lee. Don't ask me. I don't know as much about it, but uh, those guys do, and and that should be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. By the way, Coach Corey was one that kind of helped really push this along. I should give him credit where credit's due. He's it, it, Carrie and Amy had been speaking about it for a while, but Coach Corey was the one that really started pestering me about it, and and this should help me get the conversations going so that we got it up and running. So thank you guys. Um, that's it for our podcast this week. Uh, hopefully Jamie Lee will be back and healthy um, by Monday of next week. And uh, we'll go from there. Cheers.